to On the Block with Strick and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Wednesday to everybody out there. This is On the Block here on The Ticket. Uh, I am Jake Bachman. He is Eric Strickland, and we are joined, as always, on Wednesdays by our friend Evan Bland over at the Omaha World Herald. And we've got plenty of sports questions for you, Evan, but I did want to start with uh, just to kind of learn about your experience there over there at Haymarket Park during a tornado warning. How did how did that go? Yeah, that was, that was a thing that happened. Uh, I don't think that's – I've gone through that. This is my sixth year covering the baseball team. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've had weather delays and, and lightning delays like, like, uh, last night, but when the sirens started, started, uh, going off and there were tornadoes spotted in the area, they had everybody go down to the main floor and, and seek shelter indoors. So people, the bathrooms and offices and things like that. And, uh, I joined a, a few hundred fans and friends inside uh, the Salt Dogs offices in, in one of the cubicles there. So, uh, you know, not not the way that I expected the night to go, but obviously they have protocols, and, and everybody did a good job following those. And thankfully, uh, you know, it, it didn't come down to anything too serious. But, um, you know, <laughs> April in the Midwest, you're going to get some wacky weather, and, man, we sure had some of that on Tuesday. Yeah, now you can say you've seen uh, different parts of Haymarket Park than you thought, maybe ever thought you'd see before. But in any case, uh, as far as the baseball side of it goes, was there um, any any idea about kind of what they're going to do with that game where Nebraska had a lead after three innings when it was last called off? Right. So Nebraska led three to, or I'm sorry, led one to nothing after three. Um, and so, you know, the, the first kind of thing that you would think, I just play it today, but. As it turns out, Creighton uh, was flying out to St. John's for a Big East series this weekend. They were leaving early this morning, so that wasn't a possibility. Uh, and the teams will announce something later on. I, I can say that they're hoping to maybe play it in early May. Uh, it's just going to come down to the the date that they're looking at happens to coincide with Creighton's finals week, and so academics has to sign off on uh, any kind of a change like that. And so that's why you didn't see an announcement last night um so they're hoping to, to figure something out there if, if it does end up occurring that way they'll they'll plan on picking it up there at the start of the fourth inning with nebraska up one to nothing and and go from there um so that's that's kind of the plan and, and i'll i think it's probably worth adding too it's not the worst thing in the world for either team because uh, you know again creighton's got a big series on the road this weekend and nebraska has four with byu with a pretty thin group of pitchers because of injuries and other attrition. So obviously both teams would have preferred to play the game and, and gotten that thing in last night, but ultimately it may not end up being the worst thing in the world for both of these schools uh, going into their respective series this weekend. Oh, I can't hear you strict. Oh, hold on. There you go. Block much appreciated. Um, what do you think, man? What is your, what, what is your mind telling you about what the ladies are doing over there? at the softball complex, the, the way they're just, they're just dominating the field right now. What, 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 I mean, what are you seeing out of them? Do you think they can make a, a deep run? Is it, or, or is it just something that's happening right now? Just kind of organically. 
Yeah, it's a cool story on the softball side. Really, it's it's kind of funny because the teams have sort of switched fortunes from last year. I mean, the baseball side was the one making the dream run last year, and now it's softball. And it's, you know, I, I haven't watched all those games as closely, but it seems like they're doing it in, in in the same way in that they find different ways to win. Sometimes it's the pitching, you know, locking things down. The defense has been pretty consistent, and then, they can swing the sticks. I mean, it seems like every day there's a highlight of them, uh, somebody hitting a home run or, or coming up with a big hit or run ruling somebody. And, uh, you know, it's such a momentum sport too, where once you catch, you get on a run the way that they have, it just, it doesn't feel like you'll lose again. And by all accounts, the, the home crowds have been, has been good. And, and the weather is generally quiet. You don't always expect it to in the big 10. And so, it kind of it kind of continues this narrative that we've seen this entire year, right? Where the men's sports have struggled and the women's sports have excelled and and done the university proud. And I think softball on the heels of what volleyball and women's hoops did um, is certainly continuing that thing. And you know, you know, when you do well in softball, it, it can be such a fun thing. I mean, if under the women's college world series, Oklahoma City, it's a major major event and it's a growing sport and it's i think it brings a lot of excitement and so if nebraska can uh you know make the postseason as, as it appears they're on track to do and and make some noise man that's a, a fun sport too and as we know you know nebraska fans they're going to back a winner they're going to back somebody that they can identify with with uh, hard work and talent and it seems like softball might be that next candidate uh, to inspire some imaginations here in the next little bit and quickly, just back to the baseball side before we jump into some football stuff, uh, is, is the question about that, that pitching uh, rotation and if that looks like it's going to get any better. Obviously, Nebraska baseball um, had a certain set of expectations coming into the season, probably aren't going to live up to that, but uh, it's hard to imagine it, it, it getting uh, too much better unless that, that pitching staff can kind of get short up. What's, uh, what's it looking like there? Well, there's not a whole lot you can do in season with the injuries. I mean, Kyle Perry's out for the year. He was your Friday or Saturday guy projected for the whole season. Jake Buns was a guy uh, they thought maybe for the rotation, certainly for a maybe a midweek or back into the bullpen type of guy. He's out and, and may not return. Colby Gomez was their projected closer. He'd been a, a you know freshman All-America type contributor there in the past, and He's dealing with some health stuff and inconsistencies. We may not see him. And then, you know, Jackson Jelkin, who was probably their most promising freshman arm this year, just based on what he's done on the field, uh, was removed from the team. So they're down, you know, three to four relievers, one to two starters. We'll, I, we'll see if they get Cody Frank back this weekend. He was out for some precautionary uh, health reasons. They're, they're hoping that he can uh, get back this weekend, but you know, at that point you're, you're just elevating everybody else. So guys that you had planned on maybe being midweek starters or cutting their teeth on those Tuesday or Wednesday games, they suddenly move into pretty high leverage roles. You're going to see those, some freshmen and some sophomores and some guys they had hoped to bring along sort of behind the scenes in big moments in big 10 games. And so there's really not a lot you can do other than to, to hope those guys can rise to the occasion uh, certainly you're, you're stacking experience and, and, and building for next year with that. But the next couple of weeks in particular will be challenging because they do have uh, a couple midweek games next week. They have the, the four games with BYU here this weekend. 
and, and then it'll start to ease up a little bit where you're you're about done with the midweeks and you just have the weekend series and that'll play to Nebraska's favor a little bit more but these next couple of weeks in particular you just you're, you're going to be digging deep onto the roster and you're going to be hoping that guys uh, have been preparing because they're going to get their shots whether they're ready or not. And he's Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald as we are kind of wrapping up some baseball talk. Let's get into the football talk. Uh, the spring game, of course, was uh, this past weekend. Hard to know if you can get too much out of it, but I guess I guess my my my, my first kind of question coming out of it is is do you think that Nebraska can rely on the, those group of running backs this year? Can you envision Mark Whipple in, in the passing offense and Casey Thompson? Do you, do you think that they they would be you know willing to l- rely on the run if it is indeed the strength of their team? Yeah, I, I I was encouraged. I would say by not just not just from what we saw on the on the Saturday, but throughout the spring, from what we heard and, and and things like that. I would say that that's probably one of the few positions where you feel like maybe they shored up some things and some things were uh, established or decided. And you know that that's not a small thing to say, right? Like when you think about that position, the last handful of years, the coaches have just been begging for somebody to take over as a feature back. And it just hasn't happened. I mean, we've had a lot of guys uh, cycle through, whether that's injuries or uh, ineffectiveness or whatever. And it feels like to me that the thing about this group is there's there's a diversity of a skill set there that maybe Nebraska hasn't had. So, like, you know, Anthony Grant, uh, I thought was was pretty impressive on Saturday. He's he's the the shifty guy. He's the one who can pull away in space. Um, and, and maybe take one to the house the way that uh, Nebraska back hasn't been able to for a few years. You have Jacquez Yant, who is the big, you know, big body bruiser, hard runner, um, who, who's you would think maybe an option on the goal line, especially, and, and who slimmed down a little bit. You have Ramir Johnson, who's probably their fastest guy in a straight line and who's a threat to catch passes, um, you know, right up there uh, with anybody. And then, Gabe Irvin, who was the starter for a lot of last year and had the ACL injury, he might be the most well-rounded of all those guys, someone who the coaches like as a pass protection guy, can catch passes, uh, you know, has the speed, can run between the tackles. And so it just seems like they have, uh, again, that, that sort of diversity of skill set that can, that can, uh, they can insert guys into different situations and see them thrive this season. Now, of course, it, 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 who knows how that plays out with uh, what the offensive line does and with different areas of the offense, but it does seem like they have a number of different guys that you can point to and, and make the case that, yeah, these people can, can, can break out. And I forgot to mention A.J. Allen, who's a true freshman who was one of their biggest recruits in the class. He didn't enroll early, but you see it in college football all the time where these true freshmen, if they come in and break out at any position, oftentimes it's running back. So it does feel like they have a lot of outs, at least, uh, for somebody to, to really take off with that running back job. And, and of course, the spring game ended up being, you know, 54,000-plus people there. Um, not Nebraska's normal numbers, but still pretty good coming off a 3-9 and nine season. Um, do you think that the Nebraska should lean into the spring game a little bit more? I know they already make it kind of a big deal. They did a great job hosting recruits and, and kind of making it feel like a bigger stage. But it almost feels like, you know, with, you know that you know Nebraska's got that at least for them. Is the attendance, is the fans, is to make it more of a destination uh, type of thing, maybe, maybe lean into the entertainment aspect a little bit more uh i just think that you know as far as uh, the records that have been falling by over the last 20 years or so the the the, the crowd still remains strong and again it might have been a little bit disappointing for nebraska standards but still i believe at least last check leading the nation as far as spring game attendance 
Right. Yeah. I mean, certainly by Nebraska standards, it was a little bit down. The enthusiasm was probably a bit down, and, and, and the format, I would imagine, played a part of that. But, but sure, yeah, on a national stage, you look around and, and people aren't drawing the way that Nebraska is. And I believe Nebraska is one of only a handful that charged money for tickets, too. So they even made a little bit of, of coin there on the side. But, you know, I was thinking about this this week, guys. It seems to me like Nebraska needs to kind of define what it wants the spring game to be because right now it just feels like maybe it's trying to be a little bit of everything to everybody where, you know, is this, do you want the the event to be for the fans? In which case maybe it needs to um, be more of of a game format and be something that's a little bit more football traditional and enjoying to watch. Do you want it to be for the players and then the coaches, in which case it's probably just another, practice uh, where you don't put much on tape and you keep guys healthy and things like that? Um, or is it a recruiting tool? And and that's probably what it is closest to, I would say, from what we saw on Saturday, where you bring in, boy, what they have, 30-plus guys that they'd offered and, and probably well over 100 other uh, you know, total visitors and, and things like that. Uh, everything that I've heard from different guys, they, they, they coordinated the um, the demonstrations well for the families. They had tours. They they were really efficient with people's time. So, you know, again, I think they, they probably pulled off what they were hoping to pull off, but I would just say that moving forward, maybe the the challenge for the school and, and the football program would be to, again, define who who that day is for and then be really good at it. And Evan, before we let you go, we can get some national uh, storylines and opinions from you. How about Clayton Kershaw being pulled after seven innings into a perfect game today? Can you can you even fathom this? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a I'm a big baseball guy, and I don't. I mean, that's 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 tough. And it wasn't like it was one of those seven inning like 120 pitch type deals. Yeah. He had 80 pitches through seven, and I don't. I guess I don't know what the score was. I think they were up three or four runs, maybe. Um, but man, I mean, it, it, you, you've seen 20, what, 23, 24 perfect games in major league baseball history. And you need six more outs to do that. Um, you know, for, from a guy who's meant a ton to your franchise over the course of his career in Kershaw, like, I don't know, I, I get that we're in the analytical age and, and that probably says you go to the pen and you worry about winning the game, but man, you know, one game out of 95 or 100 that the Dodgers win, what does that really matter, um, you know, in the scope of history when you could, you know, be enshrined as a, as a perfect game thrower? So, not a fan of it. I, I guess I understand why they did it, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it either. Uh, the, little, the other storyline I wanted to, to hear from you, Derek Carr now getting top five quarterback money in the NFL. Did the Raiders make the right move? Uh, you know, I, I guess I, all I can say is that, like, if you're if you have conviction that you have your guy at quarterback, then pay him the money. Like you, you can figure out the rest of uh, uh, the rest of your roster and you figure out your salary cap. But as we've seen, like you can be in NFL purgatory for years and years if you don't have your guy and, and you're going to be spending a lot of draft capital and you're going to be recycling a lot of coaches and a lot of GMs if you don't have that guy under center. And so, you know, I guess all I can say is if you're the Raiders and you feel like Derek Carr can help you make a deep playoff run and he can keep you in a shootout with the likes of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, then, you know, best of luck and and, and put that money out there and keep that guy there. Uh, You know, the Raiders have had a number of quarterback busts over the years. I mean, Jamarcus Russell probably being your most infamous, but 
you know, personally, do I think Derek Carr is a a top five NFL quarterback? No, I don't. But if he's representing your city well, and if he's uh, somebody who's getting you into the playoffs and giving you a chance, then I do think you have to pay him just because of how valuable that position is. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, too, uh, representing some stability there for a new GM and new coach there for the Raiders as well. Uh, he's Evan Bland of the Omaha World. Harold, Evan, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure, guys. Thanks. All right, there he goes. Once again, Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald uh, joining us every Wednesday at this time. Of course, every day at this time is our uh, opportunity to give you free chicken, but you have to earn it. You have to beat Strick in a shootout. It's time for a shootout with Strick. Your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Call right now, 402-464-5685, and strive to break up. Strick's perfect week. We're talking about a perfect game. He's going for a perfect week right now, 2-0 and on the week. Uh, it's your chance to, to break that up. Call right now, 402-464-5685, and beat Strick on Shootout with Strick. That's coming up next here on The Block on 93.7 The Ticket.